welcome to this week's episode of Chasing the Whimsy. I'm your host, Ben, and I'm here with... Liam. How you doing, Liam? Good. What episode is it? 37. Woo! We made it. We made it to 37. Do you think we'd make it this far? Uh, yes. Uh, so, a while ago, you mentioned we should do something special for 37. Mm-hmm. What you? What were some of your ideas? Uh, it was just like either Tom Steve Dave or people close to Tom Steve Dave. You're like, well, let's just get a bunch of Vusky and TSD people on, right? Yeah. So <laughs> we asked Ming. He was like, I'll come on. Then we had uh, another guy that we finally locked down. Beard guy, maybe. He might be coming on. And then the one I wanted was uh, kind of it, it, like it, it's part of like the, the origin of Tom's of uh, whimsy, right? We've talked about it before in the early episodes, episodes, I think seven, maybe. But it was uh, like, I keep thinking back, like why we're doing the podcast is because like we're, we have this opportunity to kind of like share our fandom with other people, right? And then I think back about like, where does my fandom come from? And I'm like, think back and I was like, the days of like, um, TV and movies, I get from my mom. Yeah. So it's like, I remember just being young and just like sitting watching TV with mom. And I don't know the exact moment, which is weird, but somewhere around like when JR was shot, like watching Cheers, watching like the rescue of baby Jessica, like these are all just like really like weird things. But I remember sitting watching TV with mom on those things. And then you like baseball. Uh-huh. When did you fun like? When did you go from like I like baseball to like fandom? Like I love baseball. Uh, I was just I told you um, like this moment, but it's probably just the 2019 postseason for the Yankees because okay. I'm a Yankees fan. So was it just like was there a, a specific moment that you were like yeah, that postseason? Just the whole postseason, right? Mm-hmm. Well, what's interesting is. The, the podcasting started with the idea of recording in the car, right? Because we spend so much time in the car together because it's like 65 miles from like door to door. Mm-hmm. So we're like in the car all the time together, right? So I pick you up and drop you off. And we had this like really fun, unique bond that you don't have with anybody else. Mm-hmm. And it's, and what's really fun about today's guest is I know the exact moment in which it went from just you being three in the back seat to being like, inter- like, it's fun because like as kids, like obviously we love kids, but you guys are boring because like I, there's, there's nothing to connect us. Like play with cars, I'll play with you. Sure. I get it. But like when at what point you grow up and then like that moment where we can like connect on something together Mm -hmm. and what was interesting was 2013 sitting in the car i had the the exact moment i was listening to tones i didn't think you were paying attention and then all of a sudden i think i got it right here watch listen to this (laughs) <laughs> so 
as we're like, as I'm driving, you hear, I would assume that you would hear, but you're playing your tablet, you're doing your own thing. And then all of a sudden, like you hear the regular opening. Nice work, Excellent work. How did you not know that was the concept? That's why we're doing it on the flight. If, that's why we have fucking index cards. So like you you hear that and like but I didn't like acknowledge that you understood what that was. And then right around here. All right. right. So from so from the back seat, you were like, what is that? And I'm like, that's Tom Steve Dave. And as a three-year-old, as just like a punk, you questioned me. Like, what's that Tom Steve Dave? And it was in that moment in which I was like, he's paying attention to what I'm what I like. Like it's not me paying attention to something you like. It's yeah. and from there it turned into like um asking a little bit more about the characters of Tom Steve Dave, we found Puppet Theater. And um, because of that moment, you put your tablet down and we, we bonded, we connected and we started our car relationship. And because of that opening, that's who our guest is today, Jay Sarge. How are you doing? Great, how are you guys doing? Fantastic, Jay Sarge. So, so nice to meet meet you or you know get to talk to you yes. finally both you and liam i've listened i've li i've done some listening uh enjoy your podcast quite a bit very cool i'm a um, little behind i'm a little behind but i'm catching up which is fine uh we found uh, a lot of people are about four to six weeks behind and we just had the holidays everybody was busy we understand um how were your holidays by the way um they were a little nuts <laughs> <laughs> they were busy. Uh, actually, that's where my gap is. Uh, my the details of my job changed a little bit, so I wasn't able. That's where I do most of my listening, and I wasn't able to listen for like two and a half months. Uh, I was doing other things, uh, being you know managing and whatnot. So, so that's why I got to catch up now. <laughs> but yeah, but it was crazy. I'm glad the I'm always glad that the holidays are over. Yeah. So, what do you think of the the podcast so far? However, uh, however, you're caught up to. Um, well, I, I, I like, I like how you're, you're building this little world where you're, re, you, you're bringing in other people and the, the, the Yellowstone stuff. And uh, I, I just like it. It's a, it's a nice thing. And it's also a beautiful way to kind of, kind of record this time in, in you and Liam's life, you know, which I, I think is kind of cool. Yeah, I do like it. Um, I do like the idea. And that's kind of like where the whole thing kind of spawned from and, no idea where it's going to go. Um, mm -hmm. We're starting to do stuff on like YouTube. Um, we're recording. I mean, technically there's a video version of this that no one will ever see. So it, it's kind of fun just to, to kind of just start recording everything. I do all these live streams. Yeah, I, I did see. What... I did see your live stream the other day, the, your first live stream that you put out. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm doing, but it's just kind of fun. <laughs> the, the idea of being able to go back and... Uh, yeah. to watch it years later yeah. um That's so cool. you do a lot of music for tell them steve dave yeah that primarily yeah. uh it's probably where people would know me from um and you still do it pretty regularly yeah every week every episode oh, okay. i i cut the intro um well basically 
Bryce sends me the clips and then I cut them into the intro and sometimes I change it up. And uh, lately I've actually been using drum fills from a uh, ant. I believe he's from Australia. His name's Elijah Pogren. Mm-hmm. And I wish I had somewhere to plug where he was, but I don't know right now. But uh, send it to me. I'll put it in the comments when we drop the episode. I will. Yeah. So yeah, I do that. Brian made a decision. Brian Johnson, one of the you know people on Tell Him Steve Dave, made a decision very early to keep me in charge of uh, in control of how the intro got used. So that's okay. that's why I'm still around. Yeah. Oh, that's very cool. So yeah. Um, and then you do all the like the Christmas specials. It it kind of depends. Um, I do I do intros for some of them. I've done. There were kind of some when they when they when they switched to doing a lot of uh, when they brought in the new people after Patreon that I I didn't do so much. But um, a lot of times I I would it was uh, me and Declan helping helping each other kind of figure out what to do. And he 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 he's really good at like bringing in all the finding you know great background music and things like that and sound effects and. So, so he does a lot of that too, but, but yeah, uh, mostly when I'm doing music for the Christmas stuff, it's just changing up the, the intro. The intro. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite Tell Him Steve Dave project? Um, you know, I think it's Tell TSD TV. Oh, okay. this is my favorite, which is weird because it didn't start out that way, but I, I really love that. Yeah, yeah. That's a fun obscure uh project that they did um Liam, what was your favorite project that tom steve dave did puppet theater. puppet theater we loved it's funny because i'd find some of your stuff for him and he's mm. like puppet theater puppet theater <laughs> puppet theater will always have a uh place in my heart because that was my first big you know uh yeah first time scoring a film so oh so you scored most it. of that right yeah the whole thing yeah just about. We used a couple of stock things, I think, but, but yeah, yeah. So, uh, so you like, he's been listening to you, not just Tesdi, and stuff. And we were looking back at some of your old stuff and then some of your new stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, we saw that you were playing with like a cello, and and you like kind of experimenting with different instruments. Where did your like curiosity of just like trying to play a bunch of different stuff? Um, I'm not sure. Maybe that's something I just, I always, I think going back, I always like more unconventional things. Um, one of, one of the seminal music experiences that I remember was being in the, going through a subway station in Chicago and there was a guy, two guys playing playing uh i can't even remember the name of the song but it's by yes and the, the one guy was playing on a hammer dulcimer and the other guy was playing on bongos and it was i just it just stopped me in my tracks it was so beautiful it's so cool so unexpected and and i think that's the kind of thing that that kind of really resonated with me and and so i'm always so i think about you know what would a thing sound like if i used something different or tried tried a different thing yeah and uh, cello always had, I think cello is honestly one of the most beautiful and underused instruments in uh, some ways. Maybe it's overused in some ways too, but, but it's, it's one of my favorite sounds. And, uh, you know, it's weird because the way you play it, you have to kind of embrace it 
you know so mm-hmm. you're like like you know you don't play a piano like that you don't play the drums like that you don't even play a guitar like that so so yeah it was um it's it's a like playing through your catalog um i was, try, I was taking notes and i was trying to figure out like different like taught like different years if like what you were experimenting with mm-hmm. whether it be like dubstep or um like you did some 8-bit stuff for a little bit electronica mm-hmm. and then some like folky stuff um and you're kind of like it's not necessarily like all over the place but you can definitely tell you like all the different sounds and it's it's fun to kind of hear you mesh them all together a little bit um i think if we can I think what like one of the examples, um, like Liam mentioned on the cello, I think we really kind of fell in love with um, this song over here. Uh, I thank you for letting us, uh, you know, obviously sample some of your music on the podcast. Oh, anytime. Um, I anytime. think it's, people would enjoy to kind of hear some of the stuff that you're you're up to. Do you know the name of this song? Yeah, I do. Yeah. And do you want me to like talk over it or do you want me to wait? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's um that can be found on uh SoundClick SoundCloud. under Oh SoundClick? Oh, that's still around? Yeah. <laughs> I told you I went deep dive on you. Yeah, you really did. Holy cow! Uh, I, I did um, not know that was still there. That's um, it was called Dreamed. Yeah. Um. So what? What was? Where does that come from? Um. I think uh, there was a period of time where um, uh, that it was just uh, you know dubstep was kind of the thing, and every like Skrillex was everywhere, and everybody was trying it. That you know. Uh, big artists were mixing their stuff with with it and dubstep to me was was always kind of cool but it was very kind of violent kind of aggressive music and i was thinking of like trying to like wobble something a little more gently and put it with like put it in like somewhere where it just doesn't belong almost you know and so that was that was kind of the origin of that i think and just also also just trying to see what my own limitations were trying to figure out how to use how to how to use it and you know i was just making it with the computer synthesizer wobbling it with my mouse you know, so yeah um and you do all of your own like you're only just one man right you, like mm. you how does that work creating all this music with five six different um sounds or instruments well i do i, I can i can play some piano I can play a little bass. I can play the drums if nobody's looking. So, <laughs> so there's that. But pretty much everything else I do electronically. So, so yeah. So, oh, that's so you can like so you can't play certain instruments. So you just know how to like read music and write music. And then yeah. Just well, I just, just hear. I just hear it in my head, you know, and just depending on how it comes about, sometimes it's, uh, I'm playing around with a sound and that gives me the idea or, or something, but I just, you know, you hear it and I hear it in my head and I don't even, I don't even notate it or write it down. It's, it looks honestly like a spreadsheet with data points on it. You know, this is G, this is 
a a flat you know and this is how long it's going to be and this is what it's going to sound like in the, the instrument i'm going to use and things like that well that's super yeah. interesting um, um yeah you should totally record your process a little bit because i'd really be curious to see what it looks like yeah. um what kind of uh, equipment do you use like programs um i use image line products and uh, that's that's used to be called fruity loops and now it's called fl studio and i use just like a hundred different vsts that i've bought and collected over the years i use a lot of native instruments products they're a big big uh company they do uh massive which was a synthesizer that a lot of people use especially for dubstep type sounds and uh um they do some really good orchestral noises and things like that great percussion um let's see what else yeah, I, I just use a, a combination. I have some, I don't have any here handy, but I have some uh, m like mini MIDI controllers that are that have like keys and, and little uh, controllers to, to, you know, change the pitch on the fly and things like that. Uh, Korg Nano Controller is a thing I use for mixing. Um, I use the, oh, crap, I can't remember the name of the stuff, but, but yeah, just, you know. Nothing too, nothing too exciting. It's me and it's like garage band electronica. It's like me in my garage, if I had one, <laughs> you know, right. making, making my noises, uh, doing what I can. It's actually really fun to know that like, you don't like, you have like, obviously a healthy grasp of how music works and like how, um, like obviously certain instruments start sound and how, uh, you know, one key to the next and, but the fact that you can't play, like it, to me, it would seem like you could play all the instruments, but you're kind of just like, yeah. no, no, I know three, maybe four mm -hmm. generously. And I just, the rest of it, you kind of just put it into uh, a computer for the most part. Yeah. And part of that is just trying to listen. I, I listen in a weird way where, where I'm thinking about like the, the release sounds that instruments do, or, or just trying to figure out what sounds could go complement each other well um but i think when it what's funny is when i first started out uh getting you know people first found out about me through telling steve dave a lot of people just assumed i'm this like metal guitarist guy and <laughs> in that sense i think i was horribly miscast let's just say i'm horribly miscast i i'm not that guy at all uh i didn't even i didn't even like or appreciate metal until my my youngest she started really getting into it when she started playing drums when she was uh six or seven and that was her jam was metal, but, um, yeah. So everybody has this, this thing and I'm, I'm this weird computer electronic guy and I'm super shy and I, I can't perform. I can't, I can't, I don't like being in front of people. So, you know, even this, I really had to amp myself up like, you know, so. <laughs> uh, but you're doing yeah. fantastic. Um, that's, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, you got Liam. I can't hear your handwriting, but um, I'm guessing. Uh, where did you like really get your interest for music from? Uh, two raised by two professional musicians. My dad is a, a is a pianist, a composer, and a music professor. He spent most of the time teaching at Brigham Young University in Provo, Utah. And my mom is an oboe teacher. She's a choral conductor. She taught choir in school and. Uh, uh, played in the symphony, the, the the local symphony, and and the municipal band, and things like that. So 
it uh she was also the chorister at church things like that so the, like music was part of everything so um grew up with it it was just around so then you mm -hmm. found like love for it when <laughs> it, well it was kind of a journey um it was a love let's say it was a love-hate relationship because sometimes it was a thing that i had to do and didn't have a choice you know like i had to go to the symphony concert because my mom was playing it and 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 there was things i liked about it but there was also things that that was it just kind of felt like another thing i had to do some guys had to some kids that i grew up with had to go up in the in the mountains one time a year and have to chop wood i would have to go to the symphony through symphony season and things like that or you know countless choral concerts uh, around the community or uh, um i was not good at performing so i well i was terrified of performing and so i didn't like it always there was a my dad's side of the family they were that was the only time i liked really enjoyed you know performing because it was like this weird they'd get together it would be this weird kind of lawrence welk show kind of atmosphere where everybody would get up and do something everybody loved everything you did and then but if I if I was on stage playing my French horn in the band, I felt like with the whole band, I felt like I was 50 miles away from the person next to me and just, oh, it was, it was agonizing. So I actually went away from music for a long time because uh, I, I couldn't see a way to pursue it without having to perform it, you know, at the time. Com composition didn't even occur to me. Uh, and... You know, even like like knowing my dad, uh, how things worked at the college, you know, you have to do if you if you go to school and study music, you have to perform, you have to do recitals, you have to do all sorts of things like that. And that all just filled me with dread. So it's like, nah. Yeah. Did you ever feel like a like a, a pressure to to follow in their footsteps? Because what's interesting is. I'll let you answer first. Um, there was a little bit, um, like, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, yes and no, there was, I mean, did I want to play piano? Yeah, I wanted to learn piano. I, I remember begging to start lessons before, before my parents wanted me to start, you know, things like that. Um, so, so there was, there was some of that early on, but it, it felt like, let's just say that when I stopped, stopped taking piano, stop doing band and, and other musical things i felt like I, I really felt like i let the family down uh you know but they never i don't think they ever did anything that was that was a me thing right they right. never yeah but um, like my dad my dad he has this amazing perfect pitch and everybody who knew my dad would test me to see if i had perfect pitch and that just became this like oh <laughs> no you're gonna find out pretty quick i'm not my dad <laughs> you know <laughs> Which is which is a weird shadow to live under because he's such a he's such a cool guy and I love him to pieces. <laughs> but it's it's funny that that people who would never know me except we call it the family curse. Right? I mean, I would step onto campus and people who weren't even my dad's students just knew him. Would hey, you're Doctor Sargent's kid, aren't you? It's like oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so they would just assume I'd be great at stuff or, you know, and it's like, you know. Yeah. Well, anyway. I think when we were in, in we were emailing, I think my favorite thing uh, that you mentioned about your dad was, because uh, I asked you, I'm like, is, is your dad Dr. D? Uh, and you're like, I only know him as dad. Um, and and I, I love that, that whole idea of like, he is this 
this huge this huge influence uh, within the community and the school and even within music and then your mom. Um, but I like the idea of that as much like that pressure, like it didn't seem like they, they put it on you um, and that he was just dad and that you just had, it was just, that's the way, that was his day job, but he's still my dad. He's still, he yells at me and tells me to take the trash out. You know, <laughs> um, I, I like the idea that um, that even though you aren't, you know, synonymous with following in their footsteps, that, mm-hmm. like you said, personally, you felt like, uh, you know, you, you kind of let them down a little bit, but it doesn't feel like they put that on you. So I like the kind of the idea that they're still just, you're just Jay and that's dad. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> and, and to be fair, my dad now, he's my biggest fan. So is he? You know, that, yeah. Yeah, he is. He loves, he loves uh, every, everything he does, everything I do, he finds something nice to, to comment on. And there's a lot of, a lot of stuff I do that he really can't get the whole context. Cause like a lot of the Tom Steve Dave stuff is a little too filthy or a little too, you know, it's like, <laughs> you're never going to make it. They couldn't make it through puppet theater. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <But> <laughs> you know? So. Uh, Liam went through puppet theater. Like, it's so funny thinking back. Cause I'm like, he shouldn't have been watching puppet theater. <laughs> at six and seven. And I'm like, well, you loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. We'll talk a little bit about your dad and your work. Okay. Um, so he's your biggest, you said he's uh, your biggest fan. Yeah. Um, hold on, where's the net? And shaky. I know I'm all shaky. Beautiful. What is this long media? Oh, yep. That's the. That was the first one we did together. Yeah. That That is so uh, cool. Uh, and, that was him on the piano, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So he that's it. And that and what's funny is it's it's I really love kind of that kind of funk music and 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 a really strong kind of bass line and and a cool bass hook. And so that's 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 you know the essential me. And but also if you just played that the piano bit by itself, it, it you know everybody would know that's 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 dave Sargent did that you know so and and they came together so so well Uh, i love that one yeah uh what kind of what genre of music do you prefer to listen to Uh, um um it kind of depends it it changes i listen to a lot of uh I don't know. You know, what's funny is, uh, is I don't listen to as much music as people would think. Um, because anytime I listen to music, I, I think of things I, I, I like, I could do that. Let me try that. Let me see if I can make that, you know, or something that sounds like that kind of, so it kind of activates my, my brain and sometimes I need a break. Um, but I, I like, uh, I like the velvet underground. I like old, old, uh, I listen to this station called, uh, here run by the arts council that plays old vinyls. So I, I just like old, like old television themes, old, old movie soundtracks, old, uh, 
it's just things like that. I listen to, I have a playlist that has uh, blues singers like Ella Fitzgerald and uh, Grand Funk Railroad doing uh, Rolling Stones covers, things like yeah. that. So, so it's just kind of weird. Um, sometime, recently, I've gotten into listening to a lot of bluegrass. So okay. it, yeah. it's just, I just, I think I have musical ADHD. So it just depends on, then there's my cat. Hey, bud. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that cat just looked at us. I know. That was so weird. Because <laughs> I know I don't think he can hear you or he wouldn't know that that's where the sound was coming from. <laughs> that, was, that was crazy. Yeah. Oh, you guys, you can't see it, but that cat just jumped up with just a cat and then all of a sudden looked at us. Yeah. Right oh. when you were talking. That's that. Yeah. Oh, that's, that was good. Yeah. Oh, I love it. So we were, t- we were talking about this earlier. He mentioned it a little bit, but you tried to write your own movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. I I wanted to make um, movies, yeah, from the time I was pretty young. I was always fascinated by how they were made. I liked, I, I enjoyed watching the behind the scenes uh, making of, of like the Star Wars movies, like Return of the Jedi there were there were all these documentaries on TV when I was when I was little about that, and I saw all those before, and they were way more fascinating than the movie ended up being to me. And I liked the movie a lot, but uh, and also it's kind of funny. The Dark Crystal they had a lot of uh, I don't know if you guys have seen that, but I, I saw a lot yeah. of it. Like PBS, there was a lot of PBS on in my home growing up. Uh, they they you know seen how they construct the sets so they could do the puppets and and how they all that stuff. I loved all that stuff. And, and I, I, you know, what's funny is I had want my, I wanted to do like my own production of that. <laughs> so we were, me and my friends were trying to figure out how we could make puppets, but our puppets were not good. And, <laughs> you know, we didn't have the, the drive the resources to get it done, but, but yeah. And then um, when I was older, I, uh, I started writing movies. I think, you know, after Clerks came out, I, that's the first time I was like, yeah, I can do that. Where I stopped having these grand ideas for, I need to make a big movie that's going to, you know, make a million, millions and millions of dollars. I can make a, a little movie is, is what's in my DNA. And mm-hmm. so, so I think I started doing that and I wrote a couple of screenplays like feature length screenplays, but um, at the time I knew we were going to have to make some shorter films to do that. So I actually produced and wrote, directed, produced a couple of short films with my good friend who's, who was the motivator at the time, who was like, yeah, we could do that. I was like, let's just get a camera and make them. And, you know, things like that don't occur to me. <laughs> um, so, so we did, we made, we, we had a, a, like four films we were going to make and then we made two of them and then life gets kind of in the way and, and things like that. But the while I was making those movies, Liam, I I realized it was a struggle because um, uh, I realized I, that's not something I can do on my own. I was not capable of making movies on my own. I had to rely on other people to show up and help me with the lights to remind me to not to leave autofocus on the camera. Uh, you know, I needed I needed people in front of the camera. I needed help. You know, making making sets and and or not sets but you know set or decorations things like that props and uh at one point me and my friend we were having this discussion where 
you know, this one really needed some music and it was one we never ended up making, but, um, and we were, we, he was talking, we were talking about, well, we can get something free, free on the internet. There's, you know, public domain stuff, or, or we could try to get somebody's permission to use their stuff. And I, I had this weird thought that like, I don't know, I, at some point it occurred to me, it was like, I could try something, you know, cause I kind of could feel the mood of the things what I needed in my head and I couldn't imagine going through whatever was online to kind of find that. So, so that's where I kind of, and he'd given me the, he, he gave me a copy of, of Fruity Loops three, I think it was at the time. And I started messing around with that and, and it just kind of clicked, you know, and then that's all I wanted to do. Cause that was something I could do by myself and that I didn't need, <laughs> I didn't need a budget. I didn't need to, you know, impress anybody with it it was something that was that was uh fulfilling and kind of let me create and fulfill that part of my my life there if that makes any sense yeah sorry that was that was weird and rambly i know (laughs) it's a journey (laughs) no worries it happens you've seen my live streams all i do is (laughs) like it takes me uh, a couple minutes to get there no no i I enjoyed it okay yeah Uh, let's see. So you said you shot two of those films, the mm-hmm. short, really short films. Yeah, short film, two very short films. Uh, one of them in? has the what? Can we see that? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Um, one of them has the distinction of being the only film, well, that I know of. the The first film banned from uh, Provo, Utah, First Night Film Festival for content because uh it involved death that they felt wasn't family friendly and you know when we submitted it it was funny because we submitted the movie and they there were multiple people that reviewed it and were like this is great this this is you know this will be fine and then the day of the festival you know family was already coming in to see it and things like that we get the call where they're like yeah um we can't show the movie because it's not family friendly okay so so there's that but that's the closest I ever got to screening it for a real audience. And I don't know what would have happened if we had, uh, what a weird trajectory my life might have taken or not. Right. I don't know. I don't know. But, well, but were you, were you happy with the film? Like, were you happy with the way it came out? Yes. Yes. For how, for like the, like, I think our budget was like 35 bucks on that. If you don't <laughs> count the camera that we bought for it. Um, it was all we spent were tapes and and some lighting fixtures when we shot it like all in my apartment and and things like that and you know people who would work for for free there were there's me and my friend pat and another guy tom who was was kind of really into film at the time so we we got together and would when we had a free night we would work on it and yeah but man what it could have <laughs> Uh, well, if you're ever interested, definitely <laughs> uh, to come on to Whimsy, we'll be happy to, to screen it with you. Uh, we'll pull it behind a, a paywall. We'll sell, sell some tickets for it. <laughs> oh no, I don't know. I don't know if we want to do that. Uh, I feel like I should. I would have to pay people. Um, well, I mean, one of them is very serious and and kind of dark. I'll give it that. The other one is supposed to be a comedy. It was kind of based on what on a real thing that happened at a job interview I had and just kind of went to a weird place. And you can kind of tell the way the dialogue is, is and the back and forth of the two characters that are in it, that 
like yeah this is a guy that watched a lot of clerks and mall rats and uh and stuff and cleaned it up for for like a family audience so his parents could see the movie <laughs> but but yeah yeah i don't know um, well i'll think about it we'll see we'll see okay yeah hey, hey, i'll take i'll take that okay. all right uh, I, Lynn and I um were looking into some video projects now that we got the the video stuff um are you familiar with like ARGs or analog horror? Mm-hmm. Um, like we want to try to come up with some kind of like internet, YouTube, like analog horror story or um, like maybe like some kind of like ARG. So um, we're kind of like that same idea of like, can we, like, what can we create for like $35? Like we yeah. bought a camera and then this and throughout the house, like what kind of weird, creepy things can we do for uh, I, I like the idea of that whole ind like that whole independent mm -hmm. like film podcasting music of just being like it doesn't have to be that big production it doesn't have to be Star Wars we can make these little things um, yeah but um, I'll keep you in the loop um, do you do any small projects with the other podcast or yourself um I'm, <laughs> I've been involved with a couple of other podcasts. Uh, in the past and and what's funny is i actually have a, i have a friend that i i did named dan who i was on his podcast for a while imagine if you will where he was going through the twilight zone episodes okay and uh and and he was like the guy he was like the expert because he he had seen all the episodes he's read the books and i just kind of was was a person who we kind of bonded over um oh he had me make his intro and and that's actually one of my favorite intros because it's remixing the twilight zone and which was what formative music um i used to like after mash was after my parents watched mash at night the twilight zone theme would kick on and i it was so tantalizing but i would i wasn't allowed because i was so little I, and i was supposed to be in bed anyway but i would sit at the bottom of the stairs and listen to it because they didn't watch the show but sometimes they would fall asleep and the show would just stay on and <laughs> i would i would hear episodes and oh man just be like terrified at the bottom of the stairs like oh you know uh but so so and and we still uh, all while the podcast is isn't going right now we still talk we actually have talked about maybe doing some film in the future and stuff like that but it's hard it's hard with time being a grown up and you have to really commit and uh, to I don't know it absolutely there are things I want to do and I need to get off my butt and do them basically so I love the idea of you guys doing small budget horror that's one of my favorite things in the world uh, you know. I love like on the internet, I love creepy pastas and things like that. So uh, there's so much great, there's so much potential, uh, just everything around to be a little scary and stuff like that. So, yeah. And, and if there's anything I can do to help with that, I will do what I can, you know, oh, definitely. Uh, I'll keep you. Uh, uh, there, there's one that we we're trying to work uh, definitely in the summer mm -hmm. and get a lot of it, uh, a little bit easier because we'll have more time to, you know, yeah, get all set up and everything. Start shooting a couple of yeah. things, but um, yeah, I'd definitely be happy to to kind of loop you in a little bit, collab a little bit, get some of your feedback, um, and just to kind of it's it's going to be my 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 passion project for the summer. Mm. Um, so yeah, definitely, I'd be happy to keep you uh, in the loop a little bit and get take any feedback because I have no idea what I'm doing. Mm. I just have a general idea of what the story is, no way to connect it. So, yeah um it should be fun though but yeah i'll keep you in the loop i would be interested to do you know anything with you I and mean, if, if um and again like i said 
you're welcome to come on to Whimsy or if you want to uh, work on anything that kind of help keep you motivated to, you know, get up and do something. That's all I'm trying to do. Yeah. He's a little bit hard to, uh, I mean, you can't be harder than a 13 year old did to get motivated to do that. <laughs> you might be surprised. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, he's, he's got wrestling, um, school. Oh, yeah, right on. Um, and everything else. Um, and then just being a kid. So sometimes, like, I, I totally uh, understand the... Uh, he's got commitments and priorities. Yeah. He's I know how that is. Okay. Yeah. Like, like, he wants to sit and play silly horror games with, with dad, you know, running around the bedroom in the dark. He's yeah, like, that's awesome. I'm wait. So, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, yeah, he's so, um, yeah, we should definitely get a, uh, a J. Sarge and Whimsy uh, collab project right now. Yeah. Uh, I know you guys, I know you guys, I always felt bad because you guys asked me for about an intro, and I've, I've thought about it a lot. And so, if I can, if I can get it kind of wrapped around my brain, I will, I will get that to you. That's something I want to do for you guys because. You, know, you guys have been you guys have been really cool and uh you know i like i love what you do so much so well and i like um and part of the reason why i reached out to you not just oh hey thanks because of the you know getting me and my kid to bond over something is you like uh your kids you would do stuff with your kids right with uh, the um overkill overkill the yeah. don't see the overkill stuff. Yeah. Um, you have the one on SoundCloud. You have the twenty minutes of you guys doing all your outreach. <laughs> yeah. Um, how old are they now, your kids? Um, twenty three and twenty one. All right. So, so, yeah. so they had been like what nine, ten, eleven, doing all the. Uh, do they still do the creepy voices for you? Um. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I have to get the old lady to do it. Oh, shoot. Cut that out. Sometimes I get the <laughs> wife to do it for me. Sometimes I, I do whatever I can to do it when it comes up if they're not available. But uh, yeah, I still, anytime I still can, when it comes up, I try to get them to do that. Uh, but yeah. Did you do a lot of projects with the kids when they were little? Um, no, that was actually the first time I, I brought them into something. And I thought that would be kind of a, I, yeah. But I mean, we had, I always liked doing the things that they were into and, and things like that. One of them was really into Legos. Um, so a lot of Legos growing up, a lot of Legos. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, that was the first time. It it, it was weird. I, I kind of got in this directive to make something creepy and weird. And uh, for, for whatever reason, I remembered seeing something about I can't remember the name of the show, but it was what's her name from uh, Zelda Rubenstein from uh, Poltergeist. She used to do a narration on like America's most haunted places or something, and it was kind of this really kind of cheesy. Like they would they would show clips of the show and they'd say, and you know, over one hundred people died in that room or something like that. And, you know, so anytime they needed somebody to say something, she would she would say it. And I thought of that, and I thought, well, I can't do that, but maybe my kids could do that. And I thought, oh. Yeah, that would be a really fun thing to. And they they got such a kick out of doing it, and it got such a great reaction that that you know I knew immediately that they were always going to be known as the little demon children. So, right. Well, I mean, it's like as Brian even like mentions them all the time. They're like, uh, I remember the episode. They're like, that's Jay Sarge's kids doing the creepy voices. Yeah. And then hearing the outtakes, just hearing you try to get them to mm. 
say it slower or higher or lower. And it's just, um, and that's kind of like what we were doing with the podcast is just like, let's just have fun creating, making weird, silly things. So um, it's, it's cool that you're able to kind of do that with your kids um, for a little bit. Um, what do, do they, are they uh, musically inclined? Do they do a lot of stuff in music? Um, a little bit more passively though. Uh, they, uh, my youngest, she played drums for a very long time. Was really great at drums. And uh, my older daughter, she, come on, don't, please don't step on the computer. Oh, come on, get, no, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Having cat issues. Um, thank you, we'll see. All right, my older, she, she plays ukulele and, and nice. you know, she, she likes to, to, you know, we like to sing together when she, she brings it out and things like that, but nothing, nothing like, they never really wanted, they never really had wanted to study music. Well, except my youngest when, when, you know, that's the whole thing I can't get into, but uh, I, I was always torn between, do I push them into this or do I try to kind of support things that they're more interested in? And so I kind of tried to do that and we'll see if that worked out for the best or not later, I guess, but parenting yeah i am rambling so much man oh no no you're good <laughs> oh uh where could we like plug you at where could we show your stuff oh um wait wait what do you mean what do you mean like like on what platform yeah, yeah. If, if anybody wants to hear some of the your music wants to to hear a little bit more of your stuff oh yeah well i have lots of stuff on uh on Bandcamp. i have lots of stuff on soundcloud and there's i i had i briefly went through a phase where i was putting stuff up on youtube but but it's uh it's a thing but so th so there's a little bit up there too but so those are the oh, things yeah what name do we search oh uh remedial m theory that's m remedial m dash theory that's the name of my musical project yeah very cool and you got a new album uh coming out soon yeah it it it, it it'll probably be out by the time this is out but <laughs> but it might i yeah we're still work, i'm still working on it still finalizing some things getting the album art done and, and everything so so we'll see um, a lot of your music, um, you you have like just you have like hundreds of just like half completed like ideas and thoughts mm -hmm. of, of songs that yeah. you kind of just like you put away for a little bit and then eventually come back to. Yes, yes, yeah, hundreds and hundreds, yeah. It's funny, um, like there are things that I, like, uh, you know, the things that I, oh crap, are you still there? Yeah. Okay. You know what? You gotta go, buddy. I'm sorry. This is too funny. You gotta His go. cat wants to be on the podcast. He's <laughs> very jealous. You don't get your own headphones, buddy. Okay. Um, like the, the things that I, oh my gosh, I'm losing everything here. All right. Um, there are things that I do that that uh, like when when I get a 
a commission or when I'm working on a project for somebody else, I, I kind of do those in a very workman kind of way. And there are other ideas that I get that just kind of happen in my brain and it's just kind of a race to get it done before, before it's gone. And so there are some tracks that I, I, I sit down and write beginning to end and that's that's how they come out. But they're, most of them, it's, it's I'll hear a sound, I'll think I need to use that sometime. So I'll, so I'll play around with that or things like that. So then, then when you get the writer's block, you just go back through everything and like wait to something, you know, strikes a chord and then pardon the expression, but yeah. Yeah. yeah say, a lot of your band camp, uh, some of your previous band camp, band camp albums, um, you know, you put them out in like 2020. Um, but in like the comments, you're like, you're like some stuff I found laying around from 2014. Um, and then you kind of just like remaster them a little bit and throw them out. So it's kind of, yeah. so like this new album, is it going to be a combination of like this stuff you found under the bed? Yeah. It's, just... it's a combination of things I stuff found under the bed, things that, that kind of, I, I, I started working on recently and then finished some new stuff. And then also um, things that just, that I had had completely finished, but just never had a place to put them otherwise. So so yeah. So. Uh, I think doing some research, did you have an album or a concept idea, something spatula of? Oh, spatula of Damocles, yeah. <laughs> yes. What, was um, that gonna be like, a, like a, a full like album, like concept album? No, that was just, I mean, it not not concept. I, I just like the name of, I just like the thought of, um, like, like, you know, the sort of Damocles, right? Mm -hmm. That's, I feel like most of us, most of us don't, don't, we'll never have that, but it feels like we have like the spatula that just like is hanging over our head and we, you know, one day it's just like, bam, done. Or bam, <laughs> this is how it is now. Things like that. So I, I just thought it was a funny name that, that, that I liked, but it was, I think my third or fourth complete album that I, that I, that I had finished. It wasn't something I ever published anywhere or anything like that, but I gave it to my friends, my friends at work, they liked it, but it's just, uh, but, but I know it didn't have anything deeper uh, as a whole thought beyond that. Cause there's a couple of, uh, a couple of songs I found from the, from the, from the album. And I was like, Oh, where's the rest of it? Oh. And, I was, you guys <laughs> and I can't find it anywhere. Uh, Wiki's like, I don't know what you're looking for. Like, <laughs> of. Yeah. Oh. Um, I think I was going through some dark times. Uh, so, so ah. I, I mean, there was a lot. I mean, I think the next album after that is literally called Worm Food, you know. Yeah. So, so I had so so I, I was thinking a lot about uh, you know existential crisis and stuff. So, yeah, we all so, that. Was, yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll have to do, we'll deep dive on those next time because we've all been there. Um, but I think that's all we got for right uh, for you for today. I thank you for uh, coming on to our episode thirty-seven. Yes, of course. Yeah. Uh, we'll hope to get you back. Um, keep us updated. Thirty-seven. <laughs> Hundred thirty-seven. Hell yeah! Yeah, I will be back anytime. It was it was it was great being on, and keep on keeping on, guys. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then um, as soon as you drop the album, we'll be happy to go ahead and. and uh, um, uh, we'll we'll tag it. We'll tweet it. We'll get the people out there. Um, you'll probably be on Bandcamp. Yeah, yeah, it'll be on Bandcamp. 
Yeah, very cool. Well, I'm gonna try okay. to. I'm, I promise I'm gonna try to get some of the tracks up on YouTube, but I don't know when that's gonna happen. So we'll see. Um, what holds you back from putting them up up there? Um, it's like one more thing I gotta do. <laughs> I have to like I like between between work and uh, working a weird schedule and and trying to sleep and just get the other things I need to do done and and the music. Just having to do like one other thing where I'm making. Oh, now I have to make a video. <laughs> You know, video file, but it's just it's just one thing where I'm like, you know what, that's 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 like one of the first things I I scratch off the list if it's if I'm running out of time or things like that. And then, you know, it's eight months later, I'm like, wow, I haven't put anything up there for a while. So, uh, so yeah. I'll, um, I'll, I'll reach out to you because um, I'm playing with more of the YouTube stuff and converting mm -hmm. audio into video. So um, mm -hmm. I'd be happy to help out a little bit. Um, and I just don't know what the, the video would look like, but we can kind of work mm -hmm. through that. Um, one, I'd like to get your stuff out there so people can see it. Two, it helps that. give me a little bit more practice on how to, to do some shit. So if I can help you out, um, you know, uh, well, I'll reach out and uh, we'll see if we can start getting some of those things out there for you. Right on. Well, your pages a because I think that would be fun. Um, but I appreciate cool. everything. Uh, we'll have you on episode 30. Uh, you said 137, maybe year one. So we'll have you back in <laughs> yeah. June or July. Yeah, yeah, I'd do that. All right. Anytime, then, anytime. Yeah, if you get that intro for us, we would greatly would appreciate that. Appreciate <laughs> uh, we'll put okay. that everywhere, man. I don't okay. we'll, we'll, we'll have to bring you back on again. Uh, <laughs> All so right. Tell us the whole process that you went through. Yeah. Um, but we appreciate everything, and uh, we look forward to chit-chatting and, and working together a little bit more um you know a little bit more behind the scenes and see what we can do right on well thank you so much for having me on guys it was uh, really nice to you you have a good night thank you whimsy